Welcome to another message from Columbus First Assembly. Thanks for listening as we strive to learn and live the word and ways of God. Our hope is that you're encouraged by today's message. A lot of chocolate. We're going to go to God's word. Um, Would you pray with me? Lord, there are so many things that I, I would like to say, but all I want to do this morning is communicate what you would like communicated to this great body. So I pray that you would guide me and help me to communicate your heart from your word. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. It's good to see you all. Hey, welcome, online audience. Great to have you with us. How many of you like predictability in your life? I like predictability. When I'm on vacation and I pull off the interstate with my wife and we're stopping into a restaurant, it's it's a chain restaurant just like the one here in Columbus, I expect that my food is going to look and taste the same as it does when I'm here in Columbus. That's predictability. If I go into a Starbucks, it doesn't matter which one, and I ask for the type of drink that I like, and for me, usually it's, it's a dark roast, and uh, uh, I expect that no matter which Starbucks I walk in, it's going to be the same drink. It's going to taste the same, and I like predictability. I think most of us do. You know, when I watch TV, and... I turn on my TV, and I'm ready to stream Star Trek. I expect that my internet is going to be solid, and it's not going to buffer. I like predictability. My internet is not going to buffer. And I like the predictability of knowing that no matter which captain is piloting the ship, whether it be Picard or Kirk or Janeway, by the end of the show, the ship has been saved and sometimes the entire universe. I like to know that. Sherry likes to know when she watches those Hallmark movies that they're going to end with the girl getting the right guy. You know, because usually there's a wrong guy or two in there, but she always gets the right guy. I'll tell you what, if they ever switched it so that she ended up with the wrong guy or she ended up in a bad relationship, Sherry would be so mad because she likes predictability when she watches Hallmark movies. Well, guess what? As far as I'm concerned, and this has been on my heart, life has become incredibly unpredictable. And it's becoming volatile. I've chosen as a title today, An Unchanging God for an Unpredictable and Volatile World. You know, those of us that are older, have you ever lived in a world like this world? shut down by a virus, still reeling from the impacts of that virus. This nation, probably a lot more than just this nation, we're divided about virtually everything. A world where Islam is rising and gaining influence and control. A world where the weather is getting more and more violent and unpredictable. A world where you can get any information you like with just a few keystrokes on a screen. And you can get the most uplifting content or the most degrading content. 
You can get content that will cause you to cringe in fear, to worry, to not sleep at night, or content that brings you joy. I don't know if you're older than I am, or as old as I am, or maybe even younger than I am. Have you ever seen home prices do what home prices are doing? Never. I just found out that if you want to try and buy a vehicle, sometimes a used car, or no, excuse me, a new car, and they actually have one on the lot, you're not just going to pay manufacturer's suggested retail price, which we never paid before. You always went in to negotiate. Right now, you're going to pay $1,500, $3,000, $5,000, up to $7,000 more than manufacturer's suggested retail price. And the article in the paper said, and if you won't pay it, it doesn't matter because the guy behind you will. I've never lived in a world like this. It's unpredictable. It's volatile. Everything is changing fast. And from one day to the next, you really don't know what to expect. Let me illustrate it this way. I have a brand new deck of cards. And if you grew up in a very traditional upbringing, you may not be able to help with this illustration because you don't have any idea what's in this box. Brand new deck of cards. Even left the jokers in it. I'm going to start turning over cards. And then I'm going to ask you to tell me what the next card is, okay? King of Diamonds. Queen of Diamonds, Jack of Diamonds, what's next? Ten of Diamonds. See, it's predictable. Brand new deck of cards. Everything is predictable. I could keep going and we'd get to, you know, the nine, the eight, the seven, then we'd change suits. And even if I was to, you know, take and split the deck a little bit, I'll bet you're going to be able to do some predicting. Let's see what we got here. I got a five of hearts. I got a four of hearts. What do you think? Three of hearts. What do you think? Two of hearts. You got it. What do you think? Ace of hearts. Now what do you think? Mm, not quite sure, right? Oh, I got the joker. Hmm. I got another joker. Two of clubs. Ooh, what's next? Three of clubs. You know what? Even when I split the deck a little bit, there's still enough predictability. And we like predictability. But this is a quote that I heard. Um, Pastor Louis Giglio made this expression. It's like our world has so turned upside down that's like a deck of cards that has been shuffled Time after time after time again. And you really don't know what's going to be happening. Our predictability. Two of hearts. Any guesses? Two of diamonds. It was an ace of hearts. Four clubs. Listen. The predictability is gone. In our life right now, Predictability is gone. And that causes a lot of emotion. We are in an unpredictable and a volatile world. For, for me, maybe for you, this is what life probably feels like right now. Unstable, unpredictable, volatile. Would you bring up that life? Uh, there we go. 
unstable, unpredictable, volatile, uncertain, erratic, fickle, changeable, unsettled, variable, inconsistent, unsure, doubtful, dubious, random, arbitrary, and erratic. That's how I feel life is like right now. And I don't like it. It causes all kinds of emotions to come up in my life. Some of us go to bed one evening not knowing what tomorrow's going to bring. We're coming up on the 20th anniversary of September 11th, and I think that, you know, the uncertainty of this world, the most recent terrorist attack in Afghanistan where we lost some of those brave men and women who served this country. They went to bed one way. Their families went to bed one way, and the next morning they woke up to something totally unexpected. Do you know right now there are people who are paralyzed, paralyzed in making decisions. Because everything is so unpredictable, they're paralyzed. Some of, our, some of our young people finishing high school, they don't know if they should go to college, if they should do this, if they should do that. Should I go to this college? What should I do? They're getting paralyzed in making decisions. Should I change this job? Should I make that purchase? Should I buy that house that I've already offered 15000 above asking and I'm finding out that I've got to maybe go 30000 Do I buy it? Do I wait? It's unpredictable. I don't know what to do. For some people, they become paralyzed. Should I have children? What if I make the wrong decision? I want to say... Something to those of you that are feeling paralyzed right now, whether you're a young person or you're older and making decisions. I'm just going to, I'm going off grid a bit here because I just really felt that some people just don't know life has become arbitrary and doubtful and erratic. And It's better to make a decision, even if it's a wrong decision, than make no decision at all. Seek God, seek wise counsel, then decide. Remaining in paralysis is going to be worse than most wrong decisions. Life may be unpredictable, but don't let it paralyze you. Kim Wright had something very interesting on her Facebook page. It's very simple. I don't, it's not coming up on the screen, but I thought it was really, really good, so I added it to my notes. Normal isn't coming back. Jesus is. If you're waiting for this new deck of cards which is predictable. By the way, I have two new decks of cards. In fact, this one's so new. There it is. Can't even get it open. If you're waiting for the two of hearts to be followed by the three of hearts, to be followed by the four of hearts, to be followed by the five of hearts, that every relationship in a Hallmark movie is going to finally turn out right and she's going to get the right. If you're waiting for that, normal's not coming back. Normal is not coming back, but Jesus is. And so I ask you a question. Do you believe that with fear and uncertainty and anxiety and depression and all of the things that come with this kind of a life, this is how God wants his children to live? Do you believe that? And you're going to say, you're going to say, no, that's not what God wants, but how many of us know what to do? How many of us know how we can live, not just live, but even thrive in this type of a world. I think Jesus and the scriptures gives us some very, very, very helpful things. I want to talk about one very meaningful verse to me, and then um, I have a little bit of preaching that I'm going to do, and, and we'll see how far we get today. 
During this time, there's a verse of scripture that personally has meant so much to me. And I'm going to share it with you. I talked about it once before in the middle of of this whole uh, COVID-19 situation. When the Israelites were getting ready to go into the promised land, Moses is now dead. Joshua is their leader. They're going to be losing the um, pillar of fire. They're going to be losing the pillar of cloud. They're going to be losing the being fed by manna and all of those things. They're getting ready to cross over the Jordan into the promised land. The Lord speaks to Joshua who, tra- who passes on this information to the leaders who go out into the nation of Israel and they make this statement. They said, now, watch, watch. For the Ark of the Covenant and the priests who are going to be carrying it, watch where they go. But this is the verse. It's Joshua 3, 4 that's been meaning a lot to me. You will know which way to go since you have never been this way before. If you will keep your eyes fixed on God, as they kept their eyes fixed on the Ark of the Covenant and whatever way that was being led by God, they didn't have to worry. They will know which way to go. And they needed to do that because they have never been this way before. We have never lived in this kind of world before. Never. Never. And for us to thrive and to live as God would have us to live, we need to keep our eyes fixed on God. He will guide us. We've never been this way before. We need an unchanging God for an unpredictable and volatile world. See, God doesn't change in who he is. From all creation, he's been loved, light, perfect, sinless, holy, He's passionately in love with you and me. God doesn't change. His ways will change to meet our various cultures, but his ways don't change. And Jesus is God in human flesh. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8 says this. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so here's our question this morning. How can Jesus help us to live and thrive in an unstable and volatile world. Could you bring the question up, please? How can Jesus help us to live and thrive in an unstable and volatile world? And for the next about 15 minutes, you say, yeah, sure. And that's very possible. I may not make it in 15 minutes, but for the next 15 minutes, I'm going to try to help us all to gain some footing as to how we can live and thrive in an unstable and a volatile world. My text this morning is Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 through 30. If you have a note sheet, it's printed in the note sheet coming up on the screens. You may want to open your own device or your own Bible and read it along with me. This is Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 through 30. Then Jesus said, Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens. That's how I feel sometimes, if not a lot of times, in this world that we're living in. I feel weary. I feel like I'm carrying heavy burdens, family burdens, financial burdens, the burden of this fantastic church. You could say, Pastor, you consider us a burden? No, not normally, but it's just the burden of, of pastoring and leading. 
Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle at heart, and here's the promise, and, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and, my, and the burden I give you is light. Several observations from this passage. In your notes, several observations. The first is, it has to be my decision. Jesus says, come to me. Come to me. He is not forcing us. He's not roping us. He's not like those cowboys with the lassos and pull us in. He's drawing, but the, 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 the command is, Come to me. So the first thing, if we're going to walk in the blessings of the rest promised by Jesus, how can you walk in the blessings of rest promised by Jesus is, you first of all, you have to make a decision. Come to me. James chapter 4, verse 8 says, draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. So the first thing is, come to me. We make the effort to get closer to God. Then the second thing is my partnership. Jesus says, take my yoke. Now, I was uh, talking to some of the younger people uh, before church started, and I said, hey, do you know what a yoke is? And, and uh, I was at Tyree, right, or Tyrell, which one I get? I'm sorry? Tyrese, yes, Tyrese. He says, is that like an egg yoke? Nope, it's not an egg yoke. Now he's embarrassed, but that's okay. That's what you, that's what you get coming to Sunday morning and listening to me preach. I'm going to show you what a yoke is. Because we happen to have a good friend of this church by the name of Pastor Tim McNamee out at the farm, he actually had a yoke. I kind of thought he might. This is a yoke. As a matter of fact, show that next picture. When Jesus said, take my yoke upon you, this is the image that that group of people would have seen. A yoke is something that ties together two animals. Okay? Now, he is saying... Come to me, all ye who labor and are heavy burdened. And if I'm quoting it from a different translation, uh, please forgive me. Come to me, all you who are weary and carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Your decision is to come. Then you have to enter into partnership. I need my two individuals who are going to help me with this illustration. may take, put that on. Other way. Thank you. You may take and put that on. All right, gentlemen. I am now going to step forward. I am now going to yoke the two of you together. Ah. Might be easier to do with oxen. <laughs> I doubt it. I'm choking you. Yes, I'm sorry. Hold it. Thank you. He's got it, and we're going to... Well, okay, you're good. That's good enough. Don't let it fall. Put a hand back here and support it. Let's see if we can get yours in a little bit better. Got it? Okay, you're good. Just look forward. Look at all those wonderful... Oops. Do you think it's the other way around? No, I don't know if it's the other way. Oh, thank you. It's the other way around. I'm glad somebody knows how to put this together. 
unlike their pastor. See, I, I got the, the bright and brilliant people to come up here. Yep, he is right. Oh, look at that. It goes right in if you put it in the right way. Uh, for those of you at home, you can tell this is live church. <laughs> this don't get edited. There we go. Hey, you guys are yoked together if you want to put a hand. There you go. Now, notice something. They are now yoked together, not quite as nicely as those guys up there, but they're yoked together. Now, they're now in partnership. If Evan tries to go that way and Jen tries to go this way, they're not going any way. So they have to work together. Now, the other thing I want you to see, and this is point three in the message, it comes with your decision, come to me, take my yoke. Now, you're not Jesus, but let's pretend. Only because you're taller. That's why. <laughs> Would you like to be Jesus? Yeah. Okay, he's Jesus. You're not. Look what happened when he took Jesus' yoke upon him. He got close. Put a point three, please. Starts with your decision, then with the partnership, but three, the nearness. He had to come and get close to Jesus, and if he's going to remain in this partnership, He's got to stay close to Jesus. You know what happens to most of us in this volatile and unstable world where we're looking for an, uh, a, an unchanging God? We get close to Jesus until it gets better, and then we take the thing off, and we walk over here. Now, Jesus is still over there, but for you to walk in the promises of the rest, you've got to partner with Jesus, he is a better looking Jesus than you are. And you got to get close and you got to stay close. Then point four, here's the next thing. And that's not a real word, word because it's not. The dictionaries wouldn't let me use that. But Jesus said, after he said, take my yoke upon you. So he's taken Jesus' yoke. They're now in partnership. And he said, let me teach you. Because I am humble and gentle heart. You've got to have instructability. Jesus will help you to learn, will help you to walk. But you've got to walk in step with Jesus. Again, if Jesus is walking this way and you think you want to go that way, you better get in step with Jesus or you're getting no way, nowhere very quickly. So you learn to walk. But when you're this close to Jesus and you stay close to Jesus through prayer, through the word, what's going to happen is Jesus is going to teach you. He said, take my yoke and learn from me. Let me teach you. I am humble and gentle at heart. You will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Number five is this. It's your submission. My submission. My decision. My partnership. My nearness, my instructability, being able to learn from Jesus. He wants to teach you. And my submission. Again, take my yoke. In this relationship, you, when you're partnered with Jesus, you better be submitted to him. You better be willing to go the way that he's going. Or 
you're not going to get anywhere. Or what a lot of people do is they'll pop this thing off and they'll go their own way. Tyrese, this is a yoke, a Bible yoke. Not the yellow thing that you eat for breakfast. Although that probably was in the Bible too. But this is a yoke. Now, one last thing and then you guys get to take it off. Although if you like them, just if you want them to keep it on for the rest of the day, just uh, give me a loud applause or something. (laughs) (laughs) Last thing, coming up on the screen. Our rest in this unstable world starts with his invitation. Remember, come to me. But the blessings are tied to my response. If you don't come, if you don't take the yoke, if you don't get into partnership, if you are unwilling to learn and to be submitted to Jesus, then those blessings that he promised, let me read them again to you, you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Now, you think about this. You're putting this thing on and you're pulling. That doesn't sound like an easy yoke except you're yoked to the almighty God of the universe, God in human flesh, Jesus Christ. You're yoked to him. I think it's going to be a whole lot easier than if you disappeared and you did this all by yourself. It's a partnership. And Jesus invites us into a partnership. Give it up for these guys. Let's take this thing off of you. Oh, oh my goodness. He, oh, he can do it that way? Wow. You can't? Let's see if we can pop you. All right. Thank you guys very, very much for helping me out. We've never been this way before. We've never been this way before. You want to thrive and survive and live in the future that is coming, that is unpredictable, it's volatile, partner with Jesus. Come to him. You who are weary and heavy laden, he will give you rest. Take his yoke. Partner with him. Get near. Learn. Submit. And you will find rest. For your souls, for his yoke is easy and his burden is light. I don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. Hurricane's supposed to hit this afternoon in Louisiana. What's that going to bring? Fires in California are still raging. Floods, Tennessee, was it three weeks ago? 17 inches of rain in one day? How many people passed away? What's coming? We don't know. But if you're yoked to Jesus, if you're partnered with him, if you're connected with him, if you're near to him, you and I can walk through it. Now, this doesn't mean that we're not going to experience fear or anxiety or even discouragement. This doesn't take away the negative emotions. It just means that they won't overwhelm us. We'll experience less of it. We're not going to be immobilized. And when we feel those emotions, we will know what to do with them because we're close to Jesus. Say, Jesus, help us. Jesus, help me. Jesus, what do you have to teach me during this time? Come to me, all 
of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens. And I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you. Because I'm humble and gentle at heart. And you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear. And the burden I give you is light. Starts with his invitation. But the blessings are tied to our decisions. If you're feeling strong emotion right now, ask yourself, are you still yoked to Jesus? If so, are you trying to go one way and he's trying to go another? Are you learning from him? I don't have all the answers. I have the illustration, what Jesus said. But I believe that each and every one of us, when we make it a priority to stay close to God, to be yoked, to be in partnership with him, to be submitted to him, life is better. You know those Afghani Christians that you were talking about, Sherry, the ones who said this must be God's will. They're yoked to Jesus in a place that tomorrow they can lose their life. Talk about an un predictable, and volatile situation. Yet, they say, if, if I'm yoked here because this is God's will, then I am going to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Being yoked doesn't mean that it's going to be um, no problems. It's going to be incredibly predictable. No, you're yoked in unpredictability. But you're yoked to the God of the universe. And I, don't, I can't think of any better place to be any better place to be. The team would make their way back to the platform. Bow your heads as I pray the scripture over you and then we're going to respond by singing an old hymn. Lord, we're here today. You've invited us to come. And people of God, those here in the building, those watching, if you've found yourself with all these emotions, maybe you wish to respond to him today and come to him with your weariness and your heavy burdens and get back yoked with Jesus. Let him teach you. Let him partner with you so that you can find rest for your souls. Lord, thank you for the wonderful promise. That when we partner with you, the yoke is easy to bear. And the burden that you give us is light because we don't carry it alone. We carry it with you. Now just for a second, maybe you've actually never opened your heart to Jesus. We celebrated in baptism those not only who opened their heart to Jesus, but were willing to follow him in baptism. That's the start. Jesus is inviting you, come to me. I can't imagine living in this unpredictable, volatile world without a relationship with Jesus and knowing that I can count on him. If you need to open your heart to Jesus this morning, you'll have opportunity here in the building with our prayer team. They'll pray with you. Maybe you need to re-yoke with Jesus. You've been away from him. You'll need to come forward also, and this is your day this is your day to give your heart and your life back to Jesus.
Or maybe you're still a follower of him, but life has gotten pretty rough and you just need to get close again and to take his yoke upon you. It's not about salvation for you. It's just about being close to him, partnered with him. In Jesus' name I pray. You've been listening to a message from Columbus First Assembly. We hope that you've been encouraged in your spiritual journey. If you're not part of a local church and would like to attend one of our regular services, our church is located at the corner of 10th and Iowa Street in Columbus, Indiana. Our Sunday morning worship services start at 10 a.m. and our Wednesday evening studies begin at 7 p.m. And while you're online, check out our website at columbusfirstassembly.org for details and information about our church. You will also find other messages and series that you can listen to or download. Thanks for spending some time with us and for taking advantage of this resource from Columbus First Assembly, where we strive to learn and live the word and ways of God. Thank you.